Welcome back to the Fast Break, Season 2, Episode 15. And today we're going to be uh, recapping some of the recent news in the Ben Simmons 76ers saga. Uh, as he recently reported to Philadelphia without alerting anybody uh, with the team. So Aaron, give me your overall thoughts on uh, where we could see Ben Simmons this season. Well, I mean, this is been the biggest news or controversy of the off season. And I think it's like, it's been really interesting. It's something you we've, we've never seen before. It's a guy whose own team kind of turned against him. And then he was uh, just kind of blowing them off and not listening to anything they had to say. And then it seems like he finally came back, but I, I think it would be crazy to see him play on the same court with some of these guys. Like he was refusing to answer calls or uh, do anything. So I have no idea where it's going to go, but it's kind of been uh, up and down uh, for what he's done so far. You make a good point about it would be shocking to see him in the same uniform as guys like Joel Embiid and Danny Green, who have kind of subtly called him out uh, publicly multiple times. Just Danny Green, honestly mentioned he said he needs to be a pro. Just we don't, he said we don't even need him to shoot the ball, just, just need him to show up to work and be a professional about his job. And that's, that was pretty uh, harsh criticism. Joel Embiid uh, also kind of said he didn't understand why Simmons thought their relationship was beyond repair and things like that. So it'll be interesting to see, especially since he wouldn't answer anybody's call and then just shows up unsolicited without uh, letting anybody know. So uh, it'll be interesting to see as the season, I think their first game is in three days. So I don't know if we'll see him out there. I doubt it, but uh, I'm not really sure who wants him at this point too. That's the weird thing. There's never really been a case recently where an all-NBA player has won it out, and there's no clear favorite for who actually wants him to be on their team. It's interesting because Daryl Morey's in charge there, and he's not going to take pennies on the dollar. Um, and so I'm sure there's teams who want him, but they're not going to give him, like, the, 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 we were talking earlier, Damian Lillard. Like, there's no way – he's leaving the Blazers at this point. It seems crazy. And, and it's crazy the direction the Sixers took. I mean, there, there was a point where they decided on Ben Simmons over Jimmy Butler. And you look back now and it just seems crazy that that decision was ever made. But they, they thought he had more value and he could work and he was a younger star. And, uh, I mean, they liked his personality better, which is uh, looking different now since uh, Jimmy went to the finals in the East. Um and there, there's so many teams that it seemed like um, had the pieces and there were so many mock trades going around. And even earlier, Ben Simmons, like, was – it was leaked that he was interested in certain teams, that he wanted to pl- play in one of the L.A. teams or play for the Warriors or play in one of these bigger markets. I mean, he's already in a big market, um, so I'm sure he, he wants to stay in that environment. But I'm not sure he's going to really have any decision on where he wants to go because he doesn't want to play for the Sixers, and I don't think the Sixers want him either. But it seems like they might have to um, take a little bit of a decrease in value if if a trade does go off, but it could end up being addition by subtraction if they um, can kind of settle their chemistry issues. Yeah, I'm not even really sure what his value is at this point, because when we first got the news earlier in the summer that he wanted out, we were seeing trades for Damian Lillard or – James Wiseman and four future firsts. And now the, the best offers we've seen are Malcolm Brogdon in one first or DeJounte Murray in one first. For a guy that has been an all-NBA third team player, I believe twice in his career, for the best offers to be a mid-level point guard in one future first, 
it shows where the league values him because of one major deficiency in his offensive game. Um, if shooting was not a part of the game, he is arguably a top five, top 10 player based on everything else he does. But and it's worth to think about too, because he had a pretty good regular season in that one series against Atlanta where he wouldn't shoot the ball has really ruined his reputation in the league right now. And if I'm a GM, I'm not sure what I'm giving up to get him because I'm not giving up more than one or two future firsts and I'm not giving up my, my number one option for him like the Sixers want. So if the Sixers are in Daryl Moore are going to continue to be this reluctant on trade offers they're getting, he could just be in a situation like we saw with Kawhi Leonard uh, a few years ago where he just sits the year out because I don't think either, either party involved wants him to suit up for the Sixers again. Well, it's crazy because he won Rookie of the Year over Donovan Mitchell and Jason Tatum, and now they're both leading playoff teams, and he's uh, in, in a situation where his values drop dramatically, and no matter where he goes, there's going to be controversy that the team is also taking on. I think that uh, it, it's just crazy how far his stock has dropped. I mean, earlier in his career, he was averaging close to double-digit assists. He was considered maybe the best perimeter defender in the league. And then it, it, it wasn't even just the shooting. It was just the reluctancy to try anything new or to work harder or to try to improve his game. There's just all these stories of him being unwilling to um, adjust his play style. And although I had argued for the past that he was still a very competent NBA player and was still a clear all-star, um, it seems that it's more than just – He's, he's not good at shooting threes. It's that he's not even going to try to shoot threes. And it was his biggest issue, and he didn't switch or he didn't change up anything from year to year. So I think if he wants to um, build back his reputation or kind of uh, get people to fall back on his side, he's going to have to change something in his play style. Yeah, and the main thing is just being willing to shoot because it's not the day anymore where point guards can just rely on passing the ball and playing defense to be a top-level point guard like – some in the league and the media value him as you need to be able to shoot the ball. And what he, the past two, three summers, he and his camp have said, oh, we're going to spend the summer working on, on his shot. He's, he's not participating in the FIBA World Cup and the Olympics for Australia because he's been working on his shot, supposedly, but we haven't seen any improvement. And I don't think if you're in the media, you or his teammate or an opponent, you can't be, you can't be faulted for questioning his drive and work ethic to get better because there was one major deficiency that he has not he has not even been willing to work on and get better for a guy that you only have one major issue in your game and you're taking zero threes the regular season uh it, you're easy to guard and you're not willing to get better at it it's i don't know why any uh teammate or gm would want them to be on their team yeah i mean i feel like it, it kind of started with the way he was marketed if he was like a 610 big man who's averaging double digit assists and 20 points per game. Um, I think that's different than him coming into the league uh, being this huge point guard that's supposed to have this passing ability that can revol revolutionize a team and kind of uh, completely change a team's environment. And then it just seems like it makes things so much harder for the team and they have to build around him. And I think that there's plenty of teams that could use a uh, 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 scoring passing big um, because he still scores points and he's still one of the best defenders in the league. But then you still have to have more than him. You can't just take on him and change nothing else um, because you then have to add shooters. You then have to add spacing. You can't play him with a non-shooting big. So I think that there's been some interesting talk about him maybe going to the Timberwolves, who is Carlton Towns, who uh, can space the floor. And obviously he's really good friends with D'Angelo Russell and Cat over there. But 
I don't know what they'd be able to give. That's just one of the most uh, exciting trades that I've seen. And no matter what you do, I'm just trying to say is that there's more than just taking on one extra player. You have to kind of change your entire offense if you want him to be an integral part of uh, your team going forward. Yeah, well, I, I think even if he doesn't fix his jump shot, he could still have a very, very good NBA career for 10, 12 years. But for what Ben Simmons himself and his agent Rich Paul value him at as a MAC contract player, a All-NBA third, All-NBA second team player every year All-Star, he's not that right now, and he's not willing to work to get to that point. Uh, he could be a – I think with his skill set, he could be a very good sixth or seventh man for a long time. That's, that's where I view him at right now. That's why if I'm a GM, I'm not giving up more than one future first or a second option because he, he can be very valuable to a team. But with the Sixers right now who are contending and have an MVP caliber player in Joe, Joel Embiid in, in his prime, Ben Simmons can't be your number two option when he's got major deficiencies in his offensive game. Well, I wonder if in a different role or a different team, he could be looked at a little bit differently. I mean, Draymond Green averaged 10 points per game for, for three all-star seasons and won major championships with this team uh, because of his passing ability, his leadership ability, his defensive ability, his rebounding. Um, but Draymond wasn't shooting corner threes. He was, he was either making the pass or um, just, just being an overall team player and other aspects. But Ben Simmons doesn't really have that element yet either. Um, he, he, he's probably a better defender, a better passer, maybe not a better rebounder. He's never really played in um, that position, but I think that he could find a role or a niche within certain teams or uh, just certain play styles, but it doesn't look like um, that's happening anytime soon. Yeah, I, I agree. I, what I was saying is I, I think he could be a Draymond Green and be more successful than he could be kind of that role but he valued himself as a number two option, which his skill set is not right now. I think if he can work to get to that point, but he's not worth $38, $40 million a year. He could be, if the Sixers had a second star, uh, Tobias Harris really isn't mad. If they had, if say it was Damian Lillard and Joel Embiid and you keep Ben Simmons on their roster, I think Ben Simmons can be that third guy right now. But for someone wanting and who thinks he deserves $40 million a year, He's not that player right now. Yeah, I agree. I, I think that it's interesting, like, how early this happened, though, because – or how abruptly. I mean, people have been talking for a long time about how they didn't think that this uh, pairing was going to work between him and Embiid. And then all of a sudden, he he, he he's had a pretty bad playoff series, and everything – everyone has turned against him. And it seems like there's really no positive outlook um, for him right now. I think that it's interesting the way he w went about this with four years left on his contract. We saw Harden do it last year, two years ago. Um, yeah, it was last year, trying to force out. Anthony Davis did it, uh, yeah, I guess three years ago. But what do you think uh, about, about this going forward? Like, is this a viable option for stars just to be able to force out um, whenever they want? Do you think that, that, that it's a good thing or that this player empowerment has – gone too far or should they be allowed to do that so what are your other thoughts on um that i think if you are a bona fide superstar like james harden or the example i mentioned earlier Kawhi leonard you can do that i think that's the way the league's going with the nba pa and the, there'll be a new collective bargaining agreement i think in three or four years uh, it just naturally worked that way where in every major sports league the players are getting more power 
as they they want and probably deserve because that's what fans are watching for is the players, not the owners. Um, but for a guy like Ben Simmons, I don't think he has what he's done. I don't think he deserved to to put himself on the same level as James Harden or Kawhi Leonard. I think he's a guy that can ask for a trade. I don't think he's a guy that can demand a trade and say, I'm not playing. Uh, and I don't even know if it hurts the, the Sixers that much. You said it, this is by subtraction. I think they might get better without Ben Simmons because his presence recently, there's going to be a divide in the locker room if he comes back because some guys probably want him back and other guys don't like him, frankly, because of what he's done. Um, so so I, I think him getting him getting out of there is good for the Sixers, uh, no matter what they get. Because there, there are sometimes you see more in the NFL than the NBA. Older guys want out. And if they can't get a trade, they just get cut. I'm not saying Ben Simmons will get cut here. Um, but no matter what the Sixers get, I think Daryl Moore is going to have to change his, his tone for what he, what he can realistically get in return for Ben Simmons. Um, and I think it will help the Sixers either way. So overall, to answer your question, I think we're moving in that direction where players have more power. I don't think Ben Simmons is one of those guys, though. Yeah, well, Anthony Davis – you could see how it affects the team after he leaves because Anthony Davis, he left. And then the next year Pelicans get the first overall pick is Williamson. It thinks it seems like, uh, well, they haven't done a great job with that young core definitely worked out fine for them, but James Harden kind of pouts and plays there for 10 games or whatever. And then uh, leaves, gets a trade to the team he wants to go to. And the best player, the Rockets got in return was Kelly Olenek. And they're one of the worst teams in the league now. So it, it, it just seems like it can really hurt a fan base and it can really hurt an organization. So I, I, I'd say I'm more on the side of, um, I guess, work it out privately first, see if any trade can be made because um, it has been a major story of the off season. No matter where he goes, he's going to take some of this with him and um, all the players are going to be asked, Hey, uh, what what's um, going on with this situation? What's the chemistry like? How's this affected you? And I think it can really, um, kind of trickle down and affect everyone no matter where he goes. Yeah, and uh, I think Ben Simmons has every right to request a trade or even demand a trade and for that matter. But I don't think he is right in not even speaking to anybody inside the 76ers organization, whether it be the owner, GM, teammate, co-superstar, Joel Embiid, anybody like that. But his, keep in mind his agent is Rich Paul and Clutch Sports is kind of known for complete player control. Uh, obviously, they had LeBron James for a while, who has always done his own thing. Um, people don't remember about LeBron when he signed that. When he went back to Cleveland, he signed a one-year deal and basically told them, "If I don't like what's going on, I'm leaving in a year." So it's for, with Rich Paul, what he's done a great job of is really transcending the game into his clients have the absolute power and authority over their team. Um, even a guy like Darius Baisley is uh, is Rich Paul's client, who wasn't in the NBA at the time, but completely spurned Syracuse University without saying anything to them and just left for the G League. So it's kind of a theme with Rich Paul and Clutch Sports clients that they're going to do whatever they want, no matter whether it's proper or polite to the organization they're with. Yeah, I wonder how much impact Clutch Sports has had because it doesn't seem like Ben Simmons has been interested in even negotiating with the team. Like he's not having meetings, he's not having calls, he's not even texting his teammates. And now he's being fined for not showing up to camp. And I wonder if this is all being pressured by Rich Paul or um, kind of an initial idea from him. Uh, I wonder how much impact 
that agency has. But either way, I think it's just going to be tough to move on from this and have this the main point in his career. And hopefully he'll uh, be able to fix some things and uh, kind of improve his game in some ways. And then maybe he can uh, still help another team. Mm-hmm. You mentioned those fines, and we'll get to this even more with our next episode, which is Kyrie Irving and the vaccine. These guys are making so much money that $25,000 fines for one-day training camp doesn't mean anything to them, where Ben Simmons and Kyrie Irving are excess $200 million. They are just going to do what they want, and they don't care about the financial implications of it. Um, but before we end today, I want to – because I decided, I was just thinking about this uh, recently. I don't know where I put the Sixers in the Eastern Conference power rankings – right now due to everything going on with them. I mean, I'd put the Bucks, Nets, Heat. Uh, I, I put a bunch of teams over uh, where I have the Sixers right now. Even the Hawks. I think there are a lot of teams with brighter futures and better better uh, rosters right now than the Sixers. Yeah, I think no matter what trade they get in return, I'm not sure how quickly the Sixers are going to be able to bounce back and be, if play, be in playoff contention. I mean – and be that maybe the best season of his career last year. Uh, and he'd have to do something like that again, um, plus have someone be able to uh, shoot big shots and have another score. I don't know if Tobias Harris can take uh, some kind of role there. It seems like they've actually built this team pretty well. I mean, a couple of years ago, they had J.J. Redick there. They, they got Jimmy Butler. And then since then, they've just kind of been uh, on, on a slight decline. I think that that one year, I mean, you don't have that quiet bounce shot and Sixers might've won a championship and who knows what you're thinking now. But at this point, I don't really see them uh, having very high championship odds. Yeah, I don't, with especially how loaded the Western Conference is. I think the Nets and the Bucks are going to run the East for the foreseeable future. The Hawks have a bright future. Uh, even my horns, I think if LaMelo Ball continues to progress and they make some, some good draft picks, they could be a force. Uh, the Heat, though they're old, they got a lot of talent this year. Uh, the Raptors got some young guys. So th- there are a bunch of teams. The Celtics with Jalen Brown, Jason Tatum. I don't know where the Sixers fall in the East right now. And uh, especially with all the drama there, it could be a, a rough season there in Philadelphia. Yeah, and moving on from that. Who knows if Embiid is going to be satisfied with this because it seemed like he always was not maybe best friends with Ben Simmons and he was a little bit opposed to it working out. And now that all this controversy is surrounding the team, uh, even if they do make a trade, uh, I'm not sure how much better they'll really get even without Ben Simmons. I don't know if it, it might help them, but they, they were really good last year and just could not, could not get it. I mean, they got beat by this young Hawks team, which uh, you wouldn't have expected going into the playoffs or going into the season, but that that wasn't really even all of Ben Simmons' fault. So there's definitely more concerns uh, with the 76ers overall than just just Ben Simmons. Yeah, boy, I think that's all we got for today. Season starts in two, three days. Um, so we'll have another uh, news episode tomorrow, and then we'll get into some some preseason reaction and uh, some more some more lists as the season uh, season gets underway. So. Uh, We appreciate you listening, and we will see you tomorrow.